0: You may regret a haircut or even a boyfriend or two, but not these trends. Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness and I am here with Anita Joyce and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 423, Trends You Will Not Regret. Hey, everybody knows trends come and go, but... Some do have staying power, and they turn into classics. And they and then, in turn, shape the way we think about style and decor for years to come. Today, we're going to talk about what trends have staying power and those you will not regret. Okay, you want to start with the first one? I'm going to say home shelving. Home shelving? Depending on where it is. It's not home sheltering, home shelving. Okay. like built built built-in shelves oh built-in shelves shelves. yes love it but
1: but i'm qualifying it i'm saying not in the bedroom i think you're going to regret that not necessarily in the kitchen open shelving because i think if you're switching from cabinetry to open shelving we've already seen where that's gone so i'm really (laughs) i'm really talking about in the living room because it's kind of like built-in shelving. And you, because that's something that I think is a classic. Uh A lot of people do have bookcases in there. And I know in my neighborhood, we do, there's a lot of uh classic craftsman-style homes, some brand new, some 100 years old. And they all have shelving, or most of them do, around the fireplace. And so I think it's a classic look. And the beauty of it is... The th- the reason that I don't really consider it a trendy thing that was going to come or go is the stuff you put in it really impacts the way it looks. So, you know, it's going to, you can change it out with whatever is in style, but you still have these classic shelves that work. And so you can change it out every season, every year whatever, but I think it, and again, and you can paint them, Uh, but I think it's a beautiful thing to have. That's where you you can just display your ironstone or your dishes, books, uh, whatever it is that you collect. So
0: that's, that's my thought. I love built-in, whether it's bookshelves or shelving. I think it's like great molding, uh, or just great architectural, additions to a room whether it's a chair rail or wainscoting or some sort of um, you know molding that is affixed to the wall I think it's beautiful and done right it, it can really I think also add a sense of age in a good way to a house because you know a A spec house that's just tossed up is probably not going to have really beautiful built-in shelving. And so I think it will add a sense of timelessness to the room, uh, particularly in a living room or a family room. So I think you're right on with that. What do you have? One, which is definitely more mobile, but yet I think it is a trend that is so popular and has been for some time, and I don't see it going anywhere, is the natural rugs. So jute rugs, sizals, Seagrass, whatever floats your boat. And we have an episode where we really took a deep dive into the different types of natural fabrics and which might be the best for you. So we can link that here. But that is just such a great look. It can transform a very traditional looking home with very traditional type of furniture, even the classic, you know, cherry, mahogany, what have you, dining room set. If you put a natural woven rug that has some nubbiness and textures under that, that instantly – I just snapped my fingers. Did you hear that? It was instantly. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I don't think I've ever done that in 423 episodes. Um, naturally changes a room so quickly. Um it can stand alone. It can stand the test of time. You can layer these type of rugs. They're very affordable. And I think they add this casual elegance and any decor style can be benefit from some sort of a casual elegance.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on the jute rugs or sisal or whichever type you choose. And the interesting thing to me on these rugs is that they have been in style, on trend, I would say for, and pretty hot, I would say for at least 15 years. So I don't see that going away anytime soon. So that's the interesting thing. I mean, and that's what, how you can tell it's really something that's, you know, got some legs to it if it's already been around for a while.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. At least 15 years. I, I definitely think mm-hmm. so. And I just think it's one of those things like like built-in bookcases or... Kitchen cabinets that are white, these are things that are just never going to go away. You can always rely on them,
1: yes, and the next one I've heard tell that these were going out, but I've never believed it, and I think and you and I both agreed, and that is subway tiles. Uh, I think they've been hot i mean they've been around obviously for at least a hundred years, but uh hot, I would say for maybe about ten years. But I don't see that changing. And if you're going with a simple, classic subway tile, I think those are going to really stand the test of time. Once you get into something that's a lot fancier than that, then I think the, 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 the clock starts ticking on how long it's going to be in style. But a plain subway tile, especially white, I feel like that is just going to really st- stay in style. You're not going to be sorry. It's going to look beautiful 5 years, 10 years, 15. I'm going to say 20 years from now.
0: How about 125 years? I I understand that the Biltmore, which was one of your recent crushes, the Mm -hmm. YouTube channel for the Biltmore, but I understand that the Biltmore was one of the first places to install subway tile in their bathrooms. And that was 125 years ago.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say in their built-in, they had a pool, an indoor pool. Oh, maybe there too. Well, I think there was, yeah. And I think there was some problem with it leaking or something. It wasn't used for long. So now it's always empty when you see it,
0: but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the subway tile. I just had a go around, you know, a very nice go around, of course, with clients of mine. They wanted (laughs) something different. Let's just do something different. And they have a craftsman home. And so we went through a lot of different tiles and some that were really, really like, I'm hitting you on the head that I am a craftsman looking tile, which, you know, eh, it's like too much much you don't want it to be like the caricature of the type of home that you are it was just too much and then oh maybe do the more traditional greens or the pinks and the blacks and they were all over the place and where did we end up it was a simple white two by eight subway tile and it looks fantastic and it'll look fantastic in 125 years and i hope their house is still standing yeah
1: well good so so they went with the subway
0: yep And it looks marvelous.
1: Oh, so it's already...
0: Oh, how fun. Good Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, another thing, neutral tones. We have been neutral for a while. We weren't before. Then we were. Then we're adding some pops of color in. And color is really hot now. But you cannot go wrong with choosing neutral tones for your foundational pieces. And in fact, that's what you should be doing timeless quality, can stand as a backdrop to just about anything that you want to add, any type of accent, whether it's pattern or color or a combination of both. Neutral tones just look great with everything. New furniture, vintage pieces, your salvage finds. It's just a really, it, you know, it's a very basic and simple way to decorate, but it's just, it's very smart and it's just going to always look good it really
1: is the most versatile way to go. Go with at least a solid, at least a solid if you don't do neutral, but definitely a neutral color. You're going to be able to change it out with greens or blues or pinks or whatever your heart desires. You can change it out seasonally. It doesn't matter. Your foundational pieces are going to work with it and they're going to be in style for a longer period of time. So I I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah.
0: A type of furnishing, and you may have heard it in connection with a chair, but maybe not so much with connection with a table, but a parson table. It's very simple. You've all seen it. The table legs are the same width as the top. So it's kind of almost like, in a sense, boxy looking, but super simple. It was designed in the 1930s and there's you may have heard of Parsons School of Design, and so there's a little mixed opinion about how it came to be, whether or not it was designed by uh, one of the professors at Parsons or whether it was um, a student sort of competition and the student came up with it, but it came out of that institution and therefore it's called the Parsons Table. It's very straightforward, therefore it will work with any decor. If you wanna be modern, it works, get it in a lacquer. If you wanna have it look more vintage, get it in brown wood that's stained or have it painted and distressed a little bit. It's just a really classic piece that you could put any chair with. You could do a ghost chair with it. You could do a Parsons chair with it. You could do one of Anita's fave French chairs with it anything paired with it because it is such a blank slate of a table will work and then imagine you know with the width of the top oftentimes there's just a slim drawer you could put some fabulous hardware on it like you know painted lacquered navy blue and put great gold pulls on it or something like that. There's, you know, like the little black dress, there's a myriad of ways to dress it up or dress it down, you know, wear it with a pair of flip-flops. So, you know, keep it white, keep it plain, don't put any handles on it. Um, You can play it so many different ways, but it's going to work in every single room. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an
1: awesome piece of furniture. So yeah, I think that would be, it's so wonderful to have something so versatile like that, that works with everything. And something else that works with everything are, are plants. How about putting some real plants in your house? If you, if the real plants don't work, then you can certainly go with faux, but I love the look of real plants. And I've been talking about getting a big real plant, um, uh, in my house. But I, like I said, I still have to figure out how I'm going to water it when I'm gone. But uh, I, I, love, I love my ivy and my ferns. And I just think they're so pretty in the house. And you know, not everything's going to do well in the house, but certainly the ivies and the ferns usually do pretty well. So I think that's something that you really just can't go wrong with. It's just going to be a happy spot in your room. It's not just filler, but it's just a bit of nature that you can bring in the house. And it really does uh, boost your mood.
0: You know, you know how I love plants, whether they're yes. inside or they're outside. Yes, but I do have to say this about house plants: it has been crazy in the past, what maybe three years or so, how house plants have became so so hot. I mean, people have had house plants yeah, right. for probably as long as they've had houses, but house plants as a trend has just been insane. the The gentleman I work with at the the nursery where I get my plants when I do my garden for my garden design clients, he cannot keep houseplants in. I mean, he they just kind of fly in the door and then they fly out even faster. So it's still really, really a hot thing. My only caveat to the plant is if you're going to invest in particularly in a big plant, maybe right now don't get the fiddle leaf fig because uh. that little starlet or big starlet, I should say, she's had her moment. Yes. She's kind of like oversaturated mm-hmm. like Gwyneth Paltrow was at one time I just I don't <laughs> want to see her anymore right so mm-hmm. like right 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 so maybe get something a little fernier or a palm or something like that because I fear that the fiddle leaf fig although it's so unfair to do this to a plant I feel like it its trend has is sliding out oh i know and if you have one don't let it die just because of that keep it alive but i don't know if i'd go out and seek one out because that's the plant that was the hot hot plant everybody wanted to have oh well if you have a fiddle leaf ficus put your hands over
1: its little ears so it doesn't hear that it's out of style no don't let it know. don't let it
0: know. Okay, something that has also been around for a long time, um, probably almost as long as this Parsons table, is woven arcane furniture. But then it came back, and it's been a hot trend, and not just for summer anymore, uh, but I think that that really has staying power. Again, something that was popular You know, 75 years ago and is still around, well, you can really feel confident that that sort of look, that particular type of furniture does have staying power. It may not be the, you know, the hot thing for the next 10 years on everybody's mind to get, but it's never going to go away, i.e., it became a classic. So I love, uh, you know, obviously there's rattan and bamboo and wicker and all that, and you can picture it in chairs, and you can picture it in kind of like looser, open, casual side tables and whatnot. But I love pieces of furniture that are—it's almost like it's covered in a um, a fabric of the caning or the the woven material almost like a grass cloth and then it's sometimes lacquered or polyurethane on top of it and it's just a really great look and it makes a piece of furniture really interesting because you're not going to have every piece in your house look like that that is going to be a really a standout piece and I don't think you have to be you know serving my ties to have that in your house I think it works with a lot of different looks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always uh, loved like the caned furniture and a lot of antique furniture does have a caned back or a cane seat. And if you are looking at vintage pieces that have a cane seat, watch out because a lot of them are not going to hold up over much use. So if you are buying cane furniture, make sure that whatever's caned is not going to get a lot of use. Now, rattan is probably going to hold up a lot better than the caning, but the caning is a specific type of kind of woven um, natural seating, so just just walk, be careful with that.
0: Yeah, but the, I love the look. The vintage chairs that I have, and I you know vintage I say very loosely because either these were estate sale or yard sale or thrift store finds, and usually for five bucks. But still, when you fall in love with the chair, you don't want somebody's tush to go through the caning. So exactly, I have one like that that. Is it sort of in a little angle on my landing? And then there's one in my girl's bathroom. And any, it seems like every other time I walk in that room, they've got something really heavy on it, like a heavy makeup bag, or they'll think about you know, taking the little trash bucket out, but they'll forget. And they have it sitting on the cane chair. I'm like, oh, oh get no. that off my chair. It's going to, you know, it's just going to fall apart. If you do have a chair that's caned and something bad happens to it, uh, you know, Goldilocks falls through it or something like that. There are people out there that will recane, And, you know, even if you don't know someone specifically in your area, hard to, maybe ask hard to find, a poster that you know, because I think there's only one place
1: in Houston that does it, by the way. So it's not that easy to
0: find. <laughs> No, it's not. That's why I say it's kind of a dying art. But so, yes. uh, the way I found someone to recane something uh, was through my upholsterer.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's something to keep
1: in mind. Um, how about vintage furniture? Yay! Uh, we pray. We sing the praises of vintage furniture all the time. Uh, it's really came into fashion to have something vintage really hot, I guess I should say, about 10 years ago, and then maybe it wasn't as hot. But honestly, these vintage pieces of furniture, not all vintage pieces are created equal, but a lot of them that are, a lot of these pieces are better built. If you're looking at a dresser, if you're buying a new dresser, it's probably not solid wood, whereas a vintage piece uh, probably is. And uh, so if you want something that's really going to hold up, uh the vintage pieces are going to hold up better if you want something that's hand carved again it's hard to find something brand new that's actually hand carved uh if you find something brand new that's carved it's probably not actually hand carved it's probably something that it, resin that was in a mold so there really is a quality of workmanship that uh, is in vintage furniture that you really uh, is rare to find in in new And so we both have so many beautiful pieces of vintage furniture and I love having it. And a lot of times there's, these pieces have a very unique look to them. And, you know, I, and I probably shouldn't say this, but a lot of times I've been featuring furniture that was new that I was featuring for a sponsor and I would have it paired with something vintage and, Pretty much every time people would say, "Oh, I love that that whatever it was that they would point to, where did you get that It was always the vintage piece <laughs> right right instead of the sponsored piece I'd be like, Look at this piece isn't it pretty Which I would think it was pretty, <laughs> but no, they were drawn to the vintage piece, and why is that because it's very because they spotted that it says' a very unique look, whereas the sponsored piece was new, and so it didn't look so uh unique. you know it looked like something you could get a lot of places right so,
0: anyway. right. Okay, another thing that has been very hot is the white sofa. Now, there's probably two camps on that, uh, but it has prevailed as a trend for quite some time. And so I'm going to declare that the white sofa is a classic. It doesn't have to be bright white. It doesn't have to be slip covered. It certainly doesn't need to be shabby chic shaped uh, or draped. It can be a white sofa in just about any classic shape, and it's going to work for you. It can be cream, it can be off-white, ecru. So in the, you know, the white family, it doesn't have to be stark white, of course, but that is going to carry into the future because it's so versatile. Um, You know, certainly if you have a bunch of little kids or a bunch of pets, maybe that white is not the best choice for you. But that's we're talking about choice and lifestyle as opposed to a trend that becomes a classic. I think it as a a trend uh is has definitely slid into the classic category so if you're in the uh market for a new sofa and you've always wanted a white sofa and you don't have one, the ship has not sailed. you can still get one and what I would suggest is. Get one in a very classic shape, like the tuxedo sofa shape. It's very minimal, but does not look like it's mid-century modern it's just very simple sort of squared off arms it's not some big rolled arm it's not a funny shape it doesn't have a big skirt on it or anything like that it's the tuxedo style sofa and it was made popular by the uh, interior decorator designer Billy Baldwin so if you look up tuxedo sofa or Billy Baldwin's sofa, you should be able to see uh, uh, by Googling it what a tuxedo sofa looks like. Because every shop that you go to, whether it's online or in person, if you say, I want a tuxedo sofa, you know, they might they might look at you like what is that and try to show you something that's in black and white or you know something with tails it doesn't really have anything to do with wearing a tuxedo it was more that just the the um the name that billy baldwin gave to this type of very classic sofa so get the look in your mind and the the lines of it and then maybe shop for something that is spot on or similar to that again so you've combined now the white fabric and this very classic shape this will carry you into the future quite nicely. Right. And there's a lot of things you can do as far as people are concerned about
1: stains, uh, especially if you have dogs, white and dogs a lot of times don't mix. So one thing you can do is get it with slipcovers. Uh, another option is to kind of put a throw across the cushions that you would then throw in the wash and put back and then a throw over the back. And, you know, this is a great way to actually add some color and some, or some texture or some, you know, vavoom uh, some pattern to your room. So it doesn't have to be, oh, this is just the dog cover. I've seen some throws that people have had for the dogs that were really quite decorative. So that's not, it's not a bad word. To, to have a throw as the dog cover on your sofa.
0: No, I agree. And I do that for my sofa. And I'm actually using a simple black drop cloth because my sofa is that dark dark steely gray linen and they mm-hmm. like to look out the window and I love them so much that I Aww. that I let them do that um, and then if guests come or I put they don't get to go in there and it comes off and all the pillows go back on so um, I don't know how I became such a dog person but I am and so they get to do that <laughs> but it look you know it, it looks fine it you know it would not be my choice if I had the others but you know I'd, I'd rather have them than than have my sofa uncovered and i'd rather have my sofa safe than not so that's where there you go with that yes so um,
1: you mentioned this earlier and so i couldn't let this one go and that is a french chair yes this is a trend that you will not regret. Every room looks better with one French chair in it. And there's so many beautiful antique French chairs that are really selling for so much less than they did five years ago. So you can get one for a great deal, hand-carved, hand painted, whatever you're looking for. It's out there. And here's the thing. You might say, well, you know what? The ch- I saw a chair, but it doesn't look like It doesn't look sturdy enough to use as a sitting chair. The beauty of it is, it's okay. You don't have to use it as a chair to sit on. And a lot of these are not big chairs. I use my French chairs, my little kind of hand-carved French chairs, maybe with the cane seats. I like, a lot of times, use these more as decorative pieces in my room. And I maybe put a big bottle in the seat or a stack of books or a tray and put something on it uh, because these are more of decor than really to be sitting on. Obviously you can't do a whole room. I mean, obviously you have to have chairs that you're going to sit on, but I love the idea of having some of these in your room that are just to add a little
0: beauty there. Oh yes, mon ami. Everyone should have one of those because again, it goes with just about any decor. If you don't think you can work a French chair in, try it because I bet you can, no matter what you've got going on, because they are so pretty and so curvy. And I think they just add something. Well, and what you said, they go
1: with almost every style. If you have heavy, heavy, clunky furniture, they're not going to work, but almost any other style, they will blend in beautifully And, and just try it. Try it. I've seen them mixed with just about everything, and they're done beautifully, especially contemporary and modern furniture. It's going to be beautiful with that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, my favorite word, juxtaposition. Yeah, love it. It's a great look. So definitely try that. Um, So those are my staying power classic trends. Do you have some more to add, Anita? I'm going to just add one. Yeah, bring it. And that,
1: okay, and it's because I still am so in love with it, linen. Yeah. linen in your house, linen sheets, linen slip covers, linen pillows. There's something about that fabric, even a, a tablecloth. It has a little wrinkle to it, but it has a, a drape for lack of a better word. There's a drape to it that as soon as I see it, if I see it in person, I can tell whether it's a hundred percent linen or not when I look at it. And there's some, a beauty to the hundred percent linen that I really can't describe. Now it does wrinkle, but again, that's to me like if something is is uh you know sterling silver, if you bend it it'll bend easily because it's silver. that's kind of how you know it's real silver. Linen is going to wrinkle that's how you know it's real linen, so it's okay if it wrinkles uh it doesn't bother me, and some linen pieces are made you know you're not really supposed to iron them so they're supposed to look wrinkled, so that's okay. I know it can look messy if someone's wearing linen and it's all wrinkled, but in the home. I think that's perfectly fine for it to, for it to be wrinkled.
0: Touche. I think so too. <gasps> Another thing that I think is that Sunbasket is a delivery service that you are going to want to take advantage of. Sunbasket is there for you now and into the future. Um, Sunbasket delivers healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. There's recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, hey, that's me now, gluten free, that's Nita Jean, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, and that's no matter how much experience you already have in the kitchen. Each week, Sunbasket offers a wide variety of recipes to choose from, so you can try mouth-watering dishes like the ones we have. I'm still uh, thinking about that hoisin strip lettuce cup with the pickled daikon and carrots, and. And all the other recipes that we've had an opportunity to try from Sunbasket. So you can order recipes from across their menu, skip a week whenever you need to, or even double up on your favorite recipes because maybe you'll have guests someday. It's simple and easy with no gotchas. And right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go to slash DTT and enter the promo code DTT at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash DTT and enter the promo code DTT at checkout for $35 off your order.
1: Oh, when the box showed up, we both got so excited. and Evie and I I enjoyed making dinner so much. It was so fun. And the beauty of it was you just pull out the box and All the ingredients are all there. They're all all pre-measured and it's ready to go. So it's just, it's all the fun of home cooking without all the stuff that you don't like.
0: Hey, you should write their ad copy. That is really good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. (laughs) I love getting my groceries delivered to my house. And I just found an even better way to have that done. What if I told you you could get high-quality organic and non-GMO groceries delivered right to your door for a lot less than you're paying now, and that you could help out families in need? Well, that's what I'm doing since I discovered Thrive Market. As a proud Thrive Market member, I get the product I love, and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, a teacher, a veteran, or a first responder. Thrive Market is so awesome. It tailors to over 70 different diets. And as you guys have heard, I went paleo about two months ago, and I can shop on Thrive specifically to the paleo diet. And there's so many other different types of diets 70 in total that you can shop for in Thrive Market so easily. I don't have to go to the grocery store, which I don't want to do right now anyway, and I don't have to spend a lot of time looking at labels or reading about products. Thrive has already done all that hard work for me, and they're delivering the highest quality organic and non-GMO food available. They also offer clean beauty and bath products, pet staples, and non-toxic cleaning products, plus ethical meats, sustainable seafood, and clean wine, and more. I'm absolutely loving Thrive Market, and it couldn't have come at a better time, certainly during this COVID pandemic, when we don't want to be going to the grocery stores if we don't have to. And now that I've started this new diet, which I'm also loving, it's so much easier for me to shop and get the foods that I want to be eating. As a member of Thrive Market, I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. So I feel good about it. I don't even have to feel guilty about things being shipped to my door. So not only do I feel great about getting a deal on my favorite clean organic products, but I also feel great about helping to support families who need it most and need it now. So in addition to the membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. Thrive Market is working 24-7 to make sure members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible. You can learn more about their commitments to customers and membership matching on their website. But I am calling you to action. You need to try out Thrive Market. I am loving it. It is the answer to my new dietary needs, but also the needs that we have during this COVID pandemic. And I really feel like I'm going to be shopping this way going forward. Uh, I'll be going to maybe some of my local markets when I need to, but this is the way I'm going to shop. So try out Thrive Market, become a risk-free member. So you'll go to thrivemarket.com slash DTT, join today, and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash DTT to start your risk-free membership and to get up to $20 towards your first order. Okay, what's our hot topic today? Okay, this one
1: is called Amazon Delays Prime Day, A Museum Captures COVID Life and More. And uh, let me just go over a few key points. From the article, because it's another one of those roundups where there was a bunch of information all in one article, the Amazon Prime Day has been delayed from July to the fall, and that is, I'm sure you know, because of the uh, COVID uh, stuff going on. So that has been delayed. If so if you're looking for it, don't be alarmed if you don't see it in July. Bed Bath & Beyond is opening up 600 of its recently closed stores and they are expanding their contactless curbside pickup. So that was very interesting. And I'm, I thought that Ikea was going to be opening up in, in my neighborhood, but it's June 1st, but it's, it's still closed. And then the last thing that mentioned in this article I wanted to point out was West Elm and REI Co-op have joined forces, forces to launch a 35-piece product line of camping gear, like outdoor folding chairs, collapsible camp campfire tables, blankets, and more. And I thought, that's going to be a
0: fun collaboration. Yeah, I think that should be really interesting. I didn't um, see any of the products yet, so I'm going to keep my eye out for that. Um, Yeah, the creative personal escapes. I mean, that could just be some fun in your backyard, or maybe if you do venture out for a hike or something like that, you'd be doing it in style. So why not?
1: Well, I exactly. I mean, it seems like the decorative things, it seems like everything started out so practical. And then like, remember when baby supplies were always very ugly and then suddenly they got pretty hip. Yeah.
0: I know. Cause it was like, why do things have to be ugly? Like we always talk about storage. Like why does storage have to be ugly? So that's why we tell you to use your vintage pieces and incorporate things that you love in your house and, you know, put your matches and your batteries in it. Why go buy some ugly piece of storage? Yes. Yeah. So I, it was only, you know, it was just going to happen
1: that eventually camping was going to go designer, go the
0: designer route. So I'm I'm glad to see that. I think that'll be fun. Um, My crush today is something that I talked about in one of our um, Amazon episodes, when we pick out things and curate the vast universe of Amazon for you and find great decor items. So it was the sconces that I had mentioned from Kate and Laurel. And I had purchased them, but I never got to talk to you all about them after they arrived, I guess. Um, So I am crushing on them. They are really beautiful. They're very big. You know, I mean, I did measure them. So I did need something big on that wall in my living room. But they have a even have like a grander presence in person and they come with the glass cylinder. You do have to buy the battery operated candle separately, but really lovely gold. It's kind of almost like a gold leafy looking gold. It's a nice warm gold. It's not flat. It's got some uh, texture and layers to it. And then kind of this striped piece of metal and then a circular piece. And then the um, holder for the, glass, um, uh, cylinder, and then the candle really beautiful. And they were very reasonably priced. So I'll put the link in the show notes for those. Wonderful.
1: I can't wait to see these. So my crush, I don't know. Crush may be a strong word for this. It's not that I'm so much excited about it, but it's a very helpful, helpful thing to have. And that is the Experian app because, you know, we like to monitor our credit to make sure, you know, we don't have any kind of breaches uh, with our, you know, any accounts or anything. So this is an app you can actually put on your phone. But the cool thing about it is you can check your credit score if you wanted it, like at any time. I think, it, I, that was kind of interesting but it also it kind of shows you all your open accounts and how much like how much might be due on your mortgage and how much you have on maybe your amex card so it's all kind of that credit information and it can kind of tell you if your credit score went up or down it can kind of tell you the factors that went into it uh, you know like maybe you opened up a new account or you have a lot uh, you put a lot on this credit card this month uh, or you paid something off' it, it's, it's very interesting now it also has an opportunity for you to lock your credit on there uh, but that's a paid service. Uh, so, you know, that's up to you whether you want to do that. But uh, I was just going to tell you, Equifax also has a credit, it's called a lock and alert app. And you can lock your credit, Equifax credit, I think online, and then just install the app and it'll tell you whether it's locked or op- open or closed or locked mm-hmm. or unlocked, I should say. So that's, so if you have your credit locked, what I'm talking about, if it's locked, that means that nobody impersonating you, or even you can go open up a new credit account or a loan or something. So that kind of keeps some fraud at bay. Now, so if you wanted to open up a loan, for example, you would have to get that closed. You would, I mean, you would have to get it uh, unlocked to be able to open up, a, to start a loan.
0: But anyway, it's just kind of some, some uh, helpful tool. Great. Good to know. Uh, We had uh, one of our listeners, Kathy W., email us with a crush of her own, and I thought I would share it here today. It was a really good deal. Uh, I don't know if the sale is still going on, but I think even at full price, it would be a good deal. It's a drop leaf outdoor table uh, from Ikea, and I believe it also had the the open hole in the center to allow for an umbrella and it can seat from eight to ten people but you know it's a drop leaf on either side so it's a great table and i would give people a lot of flexibility you know say you don't have that big of a yard or that big of a family usually or your yard's not that big so you wouldn't want to have a table taking up the full expanse but then you know, you want to have a group of people over for a bigger event, and then you just open it up and there you go. And then you can probably double or even a little bit more the seating capacity. So thanks to Kathy W. for that great email. It's the drop leaf table from Ikea. And um, hopefully if you head over there, it's still on sale. I will put the link that Kathy sent us in the show notes.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cool and thanks Kathy for sending that. Uh it's always nice to have some flexible seating for for dining outside. So I think that's a great a great deal for people.
0: Today, our question is from Molly S. Molly, thank you so much for emailing us. And thank you for all your kind words about decorating tips and tricks. This is a great question. Um, And it's something we've talked about before, I think, but mostly in passing and not just like directly head on, like, should you do this or should you not do this? And if so, under what conditions? But not to hold you in suspense any longer, but Molly wants to know, can you paint... The sides of doors different colors. Ah, well,
1: I think we've probably all done that. I've certainly done that in, in a house before. Uh, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the only thing that you have to keep in mind is make sure that when you've done that, you know, the door is going to open to one room and not the other. So when the door is open, uh the color, obviously, one color is going to be showing with the door open. A different color when it's closed. So you just need to make sure that's going to work uh, with the room that's going to show both colors.
0: I, other than that, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I, I agree, Molly. And I, I think it could be quite dramatic uh, or, you know, you if you did colors that were very similar you know it could just have this subtle little thing that you know people if they're in your house for a little bit longer so they they they're taking it in and just like another you know it's a designer move if you will i think it can work out really well if you're going to do it yourself i would definitely get uh a roll or two of frog tape or good painter's tape to make sure that you're taping off the sides because you certainly don't want to, you know, split it in the middle of the, you know, the edge of the door. You're going to want to stop right on the line uh, and then choose one of the colors to be the color that is on the jam and on the other side. Um, and I, Anita's point is really not to be uh, you know, missed is once that door, say it's a uh, door to your hallway or such. So if you're in the hallway and they're shot and they're, um, purple or something you know some different color than what would be in the rooms when that door opens into the room you want to make sure that it kind of works with what's going on there so I would definitely pick a color that would flow with your entire house uh, for both sides but obviously if you're choosing white for one side that's pretty safe if you're going bold on the other side I would just make sure that it wasn't completely off kilter with what's going on in the remainder of your home. And on that note,
1: remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.